If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. What's going on, everybody? Since the sandbox, we're back. And we're looking forward to week nine fantasy rankings. As always, mine are always the best. Steven Lou, how are we doing tonight? Lit, lit. We're doing good. And guys, I'll get us started. And I have to say that with all the bye weeks and everything being considered, I think that this is a pretty good week. This is a really deep list just compared to matchups. So there are two guys that I left off my list that I think you guys can have confidence in starting and playing. One is Matt Stafford and another one is Daniel Jones. I left them both off my list. I think in deeper leagues, you could definitely look to those guys. I know Daniel Jones didn't look good, but those deep balls will definitely get hooked up with Slayton sooner rather than later. And his only wins in his career versus Washington and his other one was versus Tampa Bay. Tough loss the other night. But to get into the rankings, Drew Locke at 10 versus Atlanta. I think that's a great matchup. I think They've kind of really stepped it up, and we saw them score a lot of points in the fourth quarter last week. Nine Cousins versus Detroit. I think he's going to have a big game. We saw Dalvin Cook have a big game the other day. I think they're going to rely on their receivers this week. Eight, Big Ben, great matchup versus Dallas. Seven, I have Brady on a primetime game. Can't wait to watch that one versus the Saints. And six, guys, I have the rookie, Justin Herbert versus the Raiders. Yeah, Steve, I actually just left Cousins off the list, including Stafford. But at 10, I have Derek Carr versus the Chargers. I mean, they've blown big leads to worse offenses, so I expect a ton of points to be scored. Nine, I have Brady versus New Orleans. We'll see how healthy Chris Godwin is. Antonio Brown will be a feeling old process, and I think the Saints will come to play, but I do think he will play well on primetime. Eight, I have Aaron Rodgers. I know he struggled versus San Fran and playing in California, period, but... This is a different San Fran team. They're going to probably have Nick Mullen starting, and they're all banged up on the defensive side. So I do like Rodgers as a low-risk guy this week. Seven, I have Big Ben versus Dallas. And six, I have Lamar versus Indy. All right, so at 10, I got my boy, Matty Ryan, against Denver. I think just like we've been saying all season, that that offense puts up points, and then that's all you need from fantasy quarterback. So Matty Ryan at 10. At nine, I got Tannehill against Chicago. Tough matchup, but... That wide receiver core that they have is just so good, and he's proven week after week that he really is a top-ten quarterback. So got all the faith in the world in Tannehill, number nine this week. At eight, I have Lamar Jackson. I know that's low, but just don't like the matchup against Indy at all. I think that Indy defense is going to do a good job of controlling him. And, yeah, just a tough matchup. At seven, I got Josh Allen against Seattle. Could be low. I don't know, but think he's going to have a decent week against that Seattle defense because we know they can't stop anybody. And then at six, I got Brady against New Orleans. Kev, I don't think where you had Lamar Jackson was too crazy. I don't have him in my rankings. I know both of you guys had him in yours. So where you had him definitely wasn't low. I didn't have him on there. I think that Colts defense is going to give him some problems. He can definitely get some rushing yards, but want to see some efficiency through the year. Don't think that's the best matchup for that. And Kev, you also said you had Josh Allen. But Kev, I have Josh Allen at at four for me. So even if having him at seven, I think that that's a good matchup, Seattle on the road. But before I get to my four, I have my five, Kyler Murray versus Miami. We saw Goff struggle a little bit there with that Miami defense. I think 
at home for the for the Cardinals. I think that'll be better. Like I said, at four, I have Josh Allen there. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Three, I have Russell Wilson at Buffalo in that same game. The passing offenses in this game is, is going to be the majority of the scoring. Two, I have Deshaun Watson versus Jacksonville. I think that's a big division game. Deshaun's going to sling it. And they kept his, his main weapon, Will Fuller, there for for the year. He did not move at the trade deadline. So definitely expect a couple of touchdowns there. And one, I have Mahomes versus Carolina. I also think that Teddy Bridgewater wouldn't have been a bad stream this week either. Yeah, so this week I, I kept Kyler off just because of how good Miami looked. And like Steve said, it's very deep this week. So he could very well put up some points. But if Miami's defense plays like they did last week and they get any traction on offense at all, it, it could be a rough night for the Cardinals. Five, I have Josh Allen at Seattle. Four, I have Herbert versus Vegas. I don't like their defense a lot at all. And he is slinging it even in losses. Three, I have Watson at Jacksonville. Two, I have Russ at Buffalo. And then one, I have Mahomes. I just think that Carolina's defense is going to be too slow. And I just think he's the, he's the most solid pick for one this week. I feel like you know what you're going to get with him uh, unless it's a tough division game. They're going to want to stay undefeated and they're probably going to stay undefeated. Big Ben's going to sling it. Four, I get Deshaun against Jacksonville. Again, good matchup. And this is one of those teams that Deshaun can actually carry that offense and win them a game. So expect a big week out of him. At three, I got Russ against Buffalo. At two, I got Kyler against Miami. I just don't think that Miami has that good of a of a defensive week, you know, two weeks in a row. And then at one, I got Mahomes, obviously, against Carolina. Yeah, not too bad. Guys, I slowed us down a little bit with the quarterbacks, so I'm going to pick up the pace and we'll transition to the running backs here. And there's a couple of names in the running backs list that have not cracked my list before, and right at 15 is one of them. Um, and that's Antonio Gibson for the Redskins, and that's versus my Giants. He's been really good for them so far inconsistently this year. I expect Washington to put up a game versus the Giants. I'm hoping we can pull it out there, but we'll see what happens. 14, I have DeAndre Swift, and I know the past couple of weeks have been rough, but I think with Kenny Galladay missing some time, Marvin Jones is going to be somebody that's going to see a lot of targets, and I think in the passing game they're going to try and get Swift involved a little bit more. So I'm going to lean on him in the top 15 this week. 13, I got Chase Edmonds. Kenyon Drake is officially out. So riding with Edmonds, the full hand, I expect him to have a big day. 12, I have Melvin Gordon. And 11, I have Todd Gurley. Oh, I like that this week. I have a couple of names that are kind of thrown in there as well. I have DeAndre Swift at 15. I have Gaskin versus Arizona at 14. I like that matchup this week. He's been inconsistent, but I think they'll find some footing knowing that Tua can't be throwing it 30 times a game just yet. 13, I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. 12, I have Chris Carson. And let's just point out Kev's absolute debacle of a pick of Le'Veon Bell last week. So let's not mention that again. <laughs> 12, I have Chris Carson. Uh, and 11, I have Zeke. <sighs> All right, so at, uh, at 15, I got Montgomery against Tennessee. I know it's a tough matchup, but I think just off volume alone, he's bound to be a top 15 running back. At 14, like you, Lou, I got Gaskin. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to replace him with, with Clyde Edwards-Aliyah because he didn't make my list, so I'll just slide him in the 13 spot. At 12, I got DeAndre Swift. And then at 11... I got Philip Lindsay. Ooh, not bad. Uh, I do have Jonathan Taylor off my list as well. Well, I am expecting him to play, but just in a limited capacity. Lou, as a Colts fan, you know that they're going to show a lot of uh, Wilkins. They'll show a lot of Hines. And they look good with, with getting their role. And, you know, maybe Taylor just missing a week or two might be better off for him down the, the stretch for the playoffs, the fantasy playoffs at least. Um, but to keep it moving on the list, guys, I have Zeke at 10. 
just really need to see better play from him to this point. And this isn't a great matchup for him to show us that. So I'm not I'm not having crazy expectations here. Nine, I have David Johnson in a great matchup. Eight, I have Edwards Hilaire. Guys, I know I was beating on Edwards Hilaire earlier in the year, but we're going to talk about him in our next episode for our accolades. Got to show him some respect because he is one of the top five rushers so far throughout the season. Seven, I have James Conner, great matchup versus the Cowboys. I expect the Steelers to lean on him heavy throughout the game. And six, I have James Robinson, great matchup versus Houston. I know that Gardner Minshew is not going to be playing, so I expect him to be active in the passing game and the running game. Yeah, Steve, I don't have Taylor on uh, my list this week either, but again, I think it's a deep week as well. It's going to be tough, uh, especially versus the Ravens. So I have Gurley at 10. I think he's produced just no matter what. Uh, The odds won't be there, but I think he'll sneak in the end zone. Uh, David Johnson at nine. I love the matchup. James Conner, who's been somewhat consistent, not too top tier this year, but you kind of know what you're going to get from him. James Robinson at seven. And then I have Aaron Jones at six if he does play because we, we talked about how big of a piece he is for the Green Bay Packers when he's on the field. Melvin at 10. I think that Atlanta defense, they're both going to eat. Um, so just expect a big week out of both of them. At nine, I got David Johnson. At eight, I got James Conner. At seven, I got my guy. He's been carrying me, Todd Gurley. And then at six, I got Josh Jacobs against the Chargers. Oh, a little low, Kev. A little low for Josh Jacobs. I have him in my top three this week just based off a matchup. But, Kev, someone I know that you have been preaching so far to this point is Christian McCaffrey. And here is where I crack him back into the top five because I am expecting him to play after they held him out on Thursday night. Um, And this is the demise and the downfall, Kev, of Mike Davis. I really don't see the points coming in there that often. And I'm not expecting him in your top 15 this week either. But at four guys, I have Derrick Henry. I know that could be a little low for him, but just based off a matchup for the guys above him, I have to have him at four. Three, I have Jacobs, just like I said. I think he's going to get used a ton, and I expect him to get in the end zone. Two, I have Kamara. I know this isn't a great matchup, but just based off of volume alone, being prime time, I could definitely see him sneaking in the end zone a couple of times. And even if he does struggle rushing the ball, we know the receiving threat that he is. And guys, for the second week in a row, I'm expecting Dalvin Cook to put up big numbers versus a division opponent versus the Lions, who always led up big fantasy days to running backs. Yeah, Steve, we we have a pretty close list this week for the top five. So I have Jacobs at five. I love the matchup this week. Four, I have Derrick Henry. It's going to be tough versus the Bears, but to win, they have to feed them in. Three, I have McCaffrey in the return. Two, I have Kamara, and I have Dalvin Cook, the bullet one. Yeah, so I also have CMC at uh, at five, Steve. So definitely going to throw him in there. But I do still think Mike Davis will eat a little bit. That's why I have McCaffrey at five. I do still think Mike Davis will get some carries. Like I've been preaching, that's my guy. Four, I also got Derrick Henry at three. Not sure if he's going to play or not, but I, I slid him in there anyway. I got Aaron Jones slash Jamal Williams. So whichever one, you know, hopefully Aaron Jones plays. But if not, I got either one of them. At two, I got Kamara, and then at one, I got Dalvin against Detroit. So just to clarify, Kev, Jamal Williams is out. He was considered high risk with A.J. Dillon with that whole COVID situation there. But Aaron Jones was not in the running back for him, and if he is healthy enough from his injury, then I think he will play. But if not, that running back room is looking very slim, so I'm hoping Aaron Jones does play there too. 
especially where we know Rodgers could struggle playing San Francisco in the Bay. But guys, let's transition over to our receivers. Um, and this is another interesting stretch of players here. Um, and there's also a lot of bye weeks, a lot of injuries. We know I don't do the Thursday games. So definitely have some interesting names. Someone that I have to mention that isn't in my top 15, Justin Jefferson, is just outside of it. Just there were too many guys, couldn't have him on it. But at 15, guys, Darius Slayton, we saw the attempts for the deep balls. It was like three or four of them. He's got a ton of targets last week. Slightly missed whether that was Jones, whether that was Slayton. I expect them to fix that, especially versus Washington. Have him at 15. 14, I have Claypool. I know it's really hard to narrow down one single Pittsburgh receiver to trust, but Juju isn't that outside threat anymore, so I expect him to get a lot of targets in the middle of the field, but I don't think it's for the big chunk plays and the touchdowns. So I like Deontay Johnson and Claypool to get in the red zone a little more often as far as receivers go. 13, I have full, a great matchup versus Jacksonville. I am expecting Houston to win, and it's crazy because Jacksonville obviously won the first game, but they haven't won since, and I was calling them a winless team. Now Gardner Minshew's out. Of course, they had to win the first game. 12, Allen Robinson looking for the quarterback play to improve for the Bears. And 11, I have DJ Moore. I am going to have both of the Panthers receivers on my top 15 wide receiver rankings this week in a great matchup versus the Chiefs. Yeah, Steve. So this week, Justin Jefferson did make my list, I believe, for the first time. I have him at 15. 14, I have Marvin Jones uh, with, with Galladay out. I think he's going to be a big target this week. Should see a ton of receptions. 13, I have Mike Evans. I'm not crazy about the matchup versus the Saints. And then right after him, I have Michael Thomas. If he does play, I'm not crazy about the matchup versus the Bucks either. Might take him a little bit to get his footing. And then 11, I have Robbie Anderson. 15, I got Tyler Lockett. And I do have Metcalf higher on the list. Not going to give away any clues but at 14 I have a Rob against Tennessee again just off sheer volume I think he's gonna have a good week 13 I got McLaren against your G-men Steve I'm sorry but I mean it is what it is 12 I got Robbie Anderson and then 11 Steve you'll like this I got Slayton against Washington I do like that I definitely do like that we saw the targets they were there you know they're just gonna see them connect the Giants definitely look like they're struggling at this point this season. But guys, at 10, I have Amari Cooper, and this is the only Dallas receiver I'm really trusting to this point. I'm really on debate of dropping C.D. Lamb, you know, just with other guys that are becoming available on the wire. It's really tough to still really want to maintain a roster spot for him, knowing that he still has a bye week and has a couple of tough matchups down the stretch. Nine, someone that's going to have increased opportunities with, Kenny Galladay being out, and that's Marvin Jones. He's always produced any single time he's been relied on, and Stafford loves throwing him the ball. So definitely expect volume to increase there, and especially for TJ Hawkinson too, which we'll talk about in the tight ends. Eight, someone that we were just talking about with volume, Keenan Allen. Seven, I have Robbie Anderson talked about having both of those Panthers receivers. I think Teddy Bridgewater could have a, a, a big day if they could score some points. And six, I have Stephon Diggs. No one's going to be able to cover him on Seattle. Yeah, man. So at 10, I have Allen Robinson. I think versus the Titans, he's their only hope to, to move the ball through the air. Nine, I have Thielen versus Detroit. I love the matchup. I really like both uh, Minnesota receivers this week. They can do a lot throwing the ball when Dalvin Cook is behind there being a bull. Eight, I have Julio Jones, and I know that's low, but with him being uh, always fringe injured, 
I don't know how much we can trust him at this point. I mean, he's still good for about nine catches and 100 yards, but that might be about it. Uh, seven, I have Lockett, and six, I have Tyreek Hill. Yeah, so at 10, I have Mike Evans, and he is the only Tampa Bay receiver I have on here. I think Brady's going to spray the field this week, so expect him to have the biggest week out of all of them. At nine, I got Keenan Allen against Oakland, just like that matchup, and, and we know that he's the clear-cut number one there in, in L.A., at eight, I got Thielen. At seven, I got A.J. Brown. Tough matchup, but like I said, Tennessee has a great wide receiver core and a lot of people to cover. So A.J. Brown, I think, another big week. And then at six, I do have D.K. against Buffalo. Yeah, D.K. Metcalf is, is really looking like a guy that's going to be locked and loaded inside the top ten, um, arguably top five as far as fantasy receivers go. At five, both of you guys' guy always pledge by this guy religiously, uh, Julio Jones. I wanted to have him and Calvin Ridley. Um, I'm not sure if Calvin Ridley is going to play due to injury, so I kept him out. And on top of that, I kept out Michael Thomas too. I think I've had him in the past couple of weeks, uh, and he hasn't played. And, you know, it, it just always seems so hopeful going into Sunday, and then you just get that out mark. Very disappointing. So I just want to see him come out and play before I can really deem him, you know, a top fantasy receiver. We know we can't God Mike, but it's been a really weird year for Michael Thomas fantasy owners. Before I have DK Metcalf, expecting big things from him. And even with good corners for Buffalo, I expect DK to eat. Three, I have Adam Thielen. Two, I have Tyreek Hill. And one, I think this is going to be a classic D-hop game. I'm expecting to see one of the performances, you know, 10 catches, 150 yards, Definitely sneak in the end zone once. Yeah, man. So this week I have kind of a weird top five. A couple of guys that I usually don't have as high as this. I have Metcalf at five, probably the first time I've had him this high all year, but he's just an absolute beast, man. Four, I have Stephon Diggs on the other side of that. Three, I have Keenan Allen. I love him versus uh, Vegas. He's easily the best receiver on that team, the most reliable, and I, I like Herbert slinging the ball. Two, I have D-Hop. I don't know if it'll be a huge day for Arizona as a whole. But if they have any chance of scoring a ton of points, it starts with him and Kyla. And then one, I have Devontae Adams. So at five, I got Stefan Diggs. At four, I got Tyreek Hill. Three, Devontae Adams. Two, I got Julio, so a little bit higher than you guys had him. But I think, like Lou said, he's good for nine catches, 100 yards. But I think he sneaks in the end zone this week, too. And then at one, I got D-Hop against Miami, like you said, Steve. Classic D-Hop game coming this week. But, guys, let's move to the tight ends. And this, this list can be uh, an interesting order depending on how you guys have it. Five, I have Hunter Henry, and this is someone that I guess over the past couple of weeks you could say is disappointed. He's gotten the targets. He's gotten the volume. It's just a matter of getting the touchdowns, and those Chargers tight ends have you know spread the touchdowns around and, and taken away some, some love from Henry in the red zone. So I expect that to get back soon because he is a very good player and a, a big difference maker for that team. Four, I have Mark Andrews, and the reason why I dropped him a little low, you know, that indie defense is very good against tight ends. Three, I have TJ Hawkinson, so I mentioned him a little bit earlier. I expect the targets to increase to him. This kid is playing really good so far this year, expecting that to continue. Two, I have Darren Waller, and one, I have Travis Kelsey. Man, this week for tight ends, dude, it, it, it's definitely a plethora, man. Uh, at five, I have Hunter Henry. Uh, again, I love the Chargers versus Vegas this week. Four, I have Gronk. He's just been a go-to guy in the red zone, even if he only gets four catches the whole game. Three, I have Mark Andrews. Two, I have Darren Waller. And one, I have Kelsey. 
Yeah, so I definitely have a funky top five for tight ends. But uh, at five, I got the guy who Steve always hates on, but he helps me out week in and week out in fantasy, and that's Eric Ebron. I love the matchup, and I think he's going to find the end zone and about, you know, 60, 70 yards in the field. At four, I got Mark Andrews. Just a tough matchup. Would love to have him higher, but, you know, just a tough matchup. At three, I got Evan Ingram. Steve, your guy. Love that matchup. And uh, I think he's going to have one of those big weeks that we've been expecting from him thus far in the season. At two, I got Waller. And at one, I got Travis Kelsey, the GOAT. Who, Ryan Izzo? Who, Ryan Izzo? <laughs> Ryan, hey, hey, scratch Cam Newton for MVP. Ryan Izzo for MVP. Lock it. Ryan Izzo's been on the Patriots sideline, but haven't seen him on the field yet. And they don't have any tight end play. I'm really interesting there. But, guys, let's transition to our defenses. Definitely a bold set of teams that I'm choosing for my defenses this week. At five, not picking a team that you usually would choose for a defense, but I am expecting a defensive touchdown just because of injuries to the opposite side of the ball. And that's the Houston Texans playing against a backup quarterback. Definitely expecting some mistakes there. Four, Lou, I have Indy's defense. I was debating whether having them or Baltimore there. I definitely think that both teams offensively will have some struggles throughout the afternoon. Just thinking the Colts defense could possibly, you know, keep them in the game, getting a touchdown or a couple of turnovers on Lamar. Three, I have Tennessee. Two, I have Kansas City. Guys, I've had Kansas City's defense in my top five for maybe the past four or five weeks now. And, you know, they've just been consistent. And one, guys, I have Pittsburgh, great matchup versus the Cowboys. Yeah, Steve. So I went the other way on that one. I I put Baltimore at five this week. I just think that with their pass rush, I think both teams will struggle to sling it downfield. It's really going to come down to the red zone and who can capitalize on those turnovers. But I do like Baltimore this week. Four, I have Kansas City. Three, I have Tennessee. I do think Nick Foles is good for at least one every game. So we might even see Mitch come in and get another one. Two, I have the Pats. And then one, I have the Steelers. Yeah, so at five, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. At four, I got the Pats. Love that matchup. Let's see. This this week's going to tell if, if Bill's tanking the season or not. But uh, Pats at four. Three, I actually got the Arizona Cardinals, a team you guys haven't mentioned. I think that Miami offense, you know, is okay. But just expect a big week out of, out of that Arizona defense. At two, I got the Titans. And then at one, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kevin, enough of your opinion. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yes, sir. Jinx, you guys owe each other a coke. Kev drinks Pepsi. So do I. <laughs> nah, I'm definitely a, a Pepsi guy over Coke, too. But, guys, that's going to wrap things up for our fantasy rankings. Definitely getting interesting, definitely getting close to the end of the year. And for all of you guys that are on the outside looking in the playoff picture, just remember what I said six wins in your end. So if you're at that two and five, three and five, you know, two and six, whatever it is right now, still going to keep fighting, still going to have faith. And yes, Kev, we're talking to you too. But for all you guys keeping up with the podcast, make sure you get your pre-orders in, pre-order your STSB black hoodie. Those will come in on Black Friday, but our pre-order is ending this Friday. So make sure to get yours while supplies last. Make sure that you guys check out our Thanksgiving community can drive, getting so much love for that. I want to make a difference in the community. So hit us up and get us some cans, guys. And like always, how we have to end every single show, we just want the five stars. Peace out, guys.